Have you ever experienced a cold shoulder? Have you ever experienced emotional walls up in your relationship, in your marriage, and you've not known what to do with it? Today, we're going to, on Wisdom for Living, we're going to talk about how to cultivate an open heart with your mate that's going to tear down those walls. Welcome to Wisdom for Living with Greg Moore. Join with Greg as he shares truth from the Word of God that will help you grow in wisdom and successfully navigate a balanced life with family, marriage, finances, and relationships. And now, here's Greg. Well, welcome back today to another broadcast of Wisdom for Living. I'm Greg Moore with Greg Moore Ministries. And, you know, we're devoted, dedicated here at Greg Moore Ministries to help you grow in wisdom and to know what to do, how to make good decisions in life, to grow in maturity and Christ-likeness so you're making decisions in a way that would represent Jesus and then grow in grace where you're not living uh, in, in condemnation and fear and guilt and obligation but out of love and peace and joy. And so we trust that these broadcasts have been a blessing to you. I know today we're going to uh, continue to talk about uh, how to build a successful marriage. We've been in several uh, lessons along these lines, and, and uh, today I'm going to talk about how to cultivate an open heart with your mate. Man, such, such an important, important lesson and an important teaching about how the, you and I can steward our mate's hearts. And so this, this is going to be powerful uh, truth today. So uh, I uh, want you to turn to uh, Mark chapter 10, and I'll be there in just a moment after I share a funny with you. This is, uh, the, 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 this is children in church. <laughs> uh, three-year-old Reese was heard praying, Our Father who does art in heaven, Harold is his name. <laughs> a little boy was overheard praying, Lord, if you can't make me a better boy, don't worry about it. I'm having a real good time just like I am. <laughs> oh, man, this is funny. I'd been teaching my three-year-old daughter, Caitlin, the Lord's Prayer for several evenings at bedtime. And she would repeat it after me. Uh, you know, after I said one line, she would say another. She finally decided to go solo. So I listened with pride as she carefully enunciated each word right up to the end of the prayer. Lead us not into temptation, she replied, but deliver us from email. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. One particular four-year-old prayed, and forgive us our trash baskets as we forgive those who put trash in our baskets. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> Six-year-old Angie and her four-year-old brother Joel were sitting together in church. Joel giggled, sang, and talked out loud. Finally, his big sister had enough. You're not supposed to talk out loud in church. Why? Who's going to stop me? Joel asked. Angie pointed to the back of the church and said, See those two men standing by the door? They're hushers. <laughs> They're not ushers. They're hushers. Oh, finally, this is, this is really funny. After the dedication of his baby brother in church, Jason sobbed all the way home, home in the back seat of the car. His father asked him three times what was wrong. 
Finally, the boy replied, That preacher said he wanted us to be brought up in a Christian home, and I wanted to stay with you guys. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, well, it's good to laugh. A merry heart does good like a medicine. So um, I want to talk to you today about cultivating an open heart with your mate. Mark chapter 10, we'll start at verse 2. The Pharisees came and asked Jesus, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife, testing him? And he answered and said to them, What did Moses command you? And they said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and to dismiss her. And Jesus answered and said to them, Because of the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept. So Jesus communicates very clearly here the reason uh, for divorce is hardness of heart. He goes on to say, What God has joined together, let no man separate. And that word separate means allow no space between. And so, so many times we allow things like our cell phones or, or, or texting or, you know, uh, other things, our focus to be uh, put on other things rather than on our relationship with one another. And it creates separation or we place, you know, priorities. Or we allow priorities, our, our, to, our priorities to get out of order and our value system to get out of order. And then any time of your priorities get out of order, they always try to go to the top. Any, any priority that gets out of line always tries to have the preeminence. And then you can end up losing everything in between. And so, you know, there are couples who live in the same home, but they're just existing as roommates without love or affection. And the results of that are emotional walls are built, darts are fl flying, and fire is breathing. So, you know, this is just not good. Jesus said, the reason why you guys have even come to me asking me, is it okay to use the law of Moses and write a, write a, a certificate of divorce for your wives is because you've allowed hardness of heart to set in. It's on you guys. Jesus was putting the responsibility back on them. Now here's some warning signs of the hardening of heart. Is there's frequent misunderstanding and miscommunication. And we talked about that in the last couple of lessons about communication. If you, it, you, We've got to take time to really listen uh, really from our heart, from our spiritual ears, which is our heart. Or you become really easily perturbed with your mate over little things. Man, I remember uh, one set of my grandparents and my grandmother would just get so livid with my grandfather over just some small little minor thing uh, that would just set her off. Well, they'd allowed a hardness of heart to set up. Uh, no doubt he contributed to it in other areas, but then, you know, then the, it would come out over symptoms that were really little things, but the big thing was that there was, there was a hardness of heart that had set up, they had allowed to set up in their heart. They'd allow, allowed distance, emotional distance and space in their relationship. And then, so they, they, they couldn't, their hearts were not open toward each other. And, and rather their hearts were closed and they would throw grenades over the wall 
trying to get one another's attention, firing for effect, uh, trying to get the other one to take responsibility to blast the wall down. Well, listen, if you're in a marriage where the walls are up, it's the responsibility is on you. Uh, you can do something about it. You can tear this stronghold down. You can tear the walls down. You, you don't have to accept this is the norm. If you, if, uh, here's another sign, a warning sign of a hardening of heart. If you begin to look up for opportunities to spend time away from your mate, man, there's so many marriages like that. And then, or, or four, if you snap at or short with your mate on a regular basis, or if you've developed an adversarial attitude towards your mate that rules your communication, and your relationship. You, listen, your, your spouse, your, your husband, your wife, they're not your enemy. Flesh and blood's not our enemy, my brother and sister. If you've allowed that to take place, you're not trusting God. You're not, you're not allowing the Lord to help you see your mate through His eyes. And yeah, they may be hurting, they may have been wounded, and, and whatever, and you may have been wounded. But listen, we've got to draw on God's grace to minister healing to one another. If you've developed this adversarial attitude towards your mate, listen, that's, that's, that's a warning sign. If there are arguments in your, in your relationship become the rule rather than the exception. And finally, if you view your mate with contempt most of the time. And as I said, one set of my grandparents, that's the way they were. They viewed each other with contempt. I mean, it was just, it, it was really sad to see this relationship that could have been a, God, a godly relationship, uh, you know, de deteriorate like this. And so there, there are some major heart hardeners that we need to avoid. First of all is self-centeredness. Nothing kills love and trust in relationships like demonstrations of selfishness. You know, where you're demanding your rights, you're pushing your way around, you're manipulating by pouting or by anger or withholding love and affection. It, that erodes uh, intimacy in marriage. Con consistent actions uh, that, that lack consideration of your mate, it'll close off their heart. You know, if, you, if you're not considering them, you're considering yourself, you know, you're thinking about it, all you're thinking about and, and, and showing interest in is me, 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 and mine, my, mine, and what, what my rights and all this. Um, you, you can't say in truth, I love you, and be self-seeking at the same time. These, these, are, these are oxymorons. It doesn't work. Then you need to avoid harsh, critical words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And our words have the power to empower, open up, release our mate uh, spirit, or to tear down and, and, and to wound and to hurt and, and close off our mate's spirit. And we need to guard our hearts. Listen, the Bible says in, in uh, Proverbs 7, 26, I believe, that the seductress or adulteress cast down many wounded. It didn't say... She wounded many. What, what is it saying there? That when a person goes through rejection or, or they're wounded by their mate 
or by others, they're in a place of vulnerability where the enemy can pick them off. And so, you know, in a, in a close, intimate relationship with your marriage, uh, we've got to steward this, guys. This is, this is not optional. We have, a job, we have a job to do, and that is cultivate our mates' hearts and, and tear down these walls of, these, of hardness of heart that Jesus said causes divorce. He said, you, the reason you want divorce, the reason for divorce is hardness of heart and selfishness and harsh critical words uh, sets that up. Then unforgiveness, just an unwillingness to release hurt and past offenses. You know, why, why would you, why would you uh, allow yourself to uh, stay offended or uh, not forgive your mate when Jesus has forgiven you and forgiven them? Who are we not to forgive? This is a major ditch uh, for our marriage uh, that we can fall in, and it will that will build a a huge wall there. If you, if if you don't if you allow unforgiveness, we we've, we've got to find grace to let these these things go. You need to go on with your children or grandchildren and watch them watch the movie Frozen and let it go, let it go. <laughs> Praise God. Then from there it's bitterness and resentment. You know Hebrews chapter twelve. Let's let's look at that Hebrews. Chapter 12 and verse 12. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that which is lame may not be dislocated but rather be healed. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. How many of you want to fall short of God's grace? I know I don't that fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up and cause trouble, and by this many be defiled. And so he's just telling you here, look, if you allow unforgiveness uh, to remain in your heart, it's going to degrade into a root of bitterness. And you're gonna, it's going to cause you not to be able to see the Lord clearly. It's going to hinder you from fulfilling your purpose. It's going to it's going to separate you from the body of Christ. And it's, it's going to defile others. You'll end up you know, making friends of people who will make your spouse, your husband, your wife, a, 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 a similar enemy. And guys, that, that's, just, that's just a, a pattern and a, and a pathway for a train wreck in your relationship. You know, people that... When you get bitter, you, you, you become proficient at playing the, either the victim or the blame game. And if you're a victim, you know, people walk around with this victim mentality, like somebody, everybody owes me something. And, and then they'll make friends with anybody and, and they'll start their own Victims Anonymous club and then, and, 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 you know, give gold membership cards out to anybody who sympathizes with them and pats them on the back and says, you know, oh, you poor baby, I'm so sorry they tweeted you like that. I'm so sorry that they didn't tweet you well. I'm so sorry that you having to go through this and they just pat you on the back and, and, just, and they help you to stay a victim. They help you to stay a victim. Man, it's terrible. And, and, and then you even plot to get even or, or take revenge 
even if only in your mind. Guys, that's no life to live. Life is too short to hold on to what people have done. I'm sorry what people have done or what people have said to you. I could compare my war wounds with you, but I'm telling you, uh, I beat most of you, but I don't have the smell of smoke on me because I've forgiven. You know how I've forgiven and why I've forgiven? Because I've chosen to value the cross, what Jesus did for me, greater than my pain or loss, what someone has done to me. Man, if you're, listen, if you're choosing, if you're holding on to unforgiveness and you got bitterness in your heart, it's because you're valuing what someone did to you more than what Jesus did for you. You need to let it go. You, you, need, to, you need to drop that. Then here's some other things that cause hardness of heart is just jealousy, which you're, it's caused by a lack of trust in God. You know, and then strife constant nagging or bitter or bickering and strife will tempt your mate to find ways to avoid you and shut you out ignore you and then just rejection you know uh, these things where you're withholding affection or attention toward your mate and just acts of neg neglect or abuse all of these things will build walls in your heart and Jesus said that this is the cause of divorce you know, if uh, so, somebody uh, think, you know, that's divorcing someone and marrying someone else, you know, adultery, the anatomy of adultery starts by, number one, there's a lack of intimacy with God. Then number two, you've allowed hardness of heart to, to come up in your heart. Number three, there's a wound there that you haven't allowed the Lord to heal. And so it's allowed that bitterness and so on. And so uh, divorce doesn't start, you know, when you see somebody uh, in in a, you know the coffee shop or 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 somewhere at the office, and then they wink at you or flirt with you. Uh, what happens is there's hardness of heart that's built up, and there, and it creates an emotional disconnect. And when there's an emotional disconnect, you're gonna you're gonna uh, default towards connecting with somebody who will give you attention. And it all starts with hardness of heart. And my brother and sister, you and I have responsibility to, uh, to keep our guard our hearts from becoming hard. Now, let me share with you uh, some things that a husband do, can do to cultivate an open heart with his wife. Number one, he can be considerate. Uh, that just means to be thoughtful. You know, uh, she, she wants to know your your wife, man, wants to know that that she's number one in your life, that she's the center of your life after the Lord. And she needs affirmation through small, thoughtful things that you do for her, cards or texts or flowers or gifts or housework or washing the dishes or opening doors for her and carrying forward the same level of consideration for her in marriage as in courtship. And then, then you know, so you need to be, if you want to open her heart and cultivate her heart is, is being considerate, then be compassionate. Be gentle and kind. Be, be, be compassionate, tenderhearted toward your, toward your spouse. And then be complimentary. You know, noth noticing and expressing 
appreciation for things that she does for you, even the small things. It shows what you're doing is you're showing value to her when you're, when you're complimenting her. Look for the good instead of the negative and choose words that will build her up, not tear her down. So be considerate. Be compassionate. Be complimentary. And then, and, and as we shared in our last lesson, learn the art of communication. Listen by focusing on, on your wife and, and instead of moving instantly into the problem-solving mode. Be transparent enough to share details about your life. And we've already shared these things, but, you know, as I, as I I'll just repeat this, in, in your marriage, you can be right or you can be happy. And the, and the goal of communication in marriage is not winning, but it's unity and peace. Now, what I just shared with you is so powerful. This is romance to a woman. Okay, guys, listen to me. Romance to a man is S-E-X. Okay, but this is romance to a woman. Uh, man, this is, this is absolutely worth the price of this entire uh, series of this product is, is to be considerate, be compassionate, be complimentary, and then learn the art of communication. Man, that's romance to a woman. That's music to her ears. If you'll focus on those four things, guys, I'm telling you, uh, her hearts will open up like a flower. You know, you'll, be, you'll, you'll be Prince Charming again. Man, you're, things, things will turn around for you. And there, there'll be no hardness of heart uh, in, in your marriage relationship. And then, you know, with the wife, um, you know, things that we've really already shared uh, in, in expectations in marriage, you know, things a wife can do to cultivate an open heart with her husband is, listen, show him respect. Uh, he needs respect. Uh, husbands are to love their wives and wives respect their husbands. You know, always hold him in high honor in, in front of others, in front of your children, in front of others. Never shame him or expose his weaknesses before others or throw them in his face. You know, a uh, Ephesians 5.22 and Amplified uh, when it says uh, wives submit yourselves to your husbands and, and, and then uh, lo love them and, and respect them. It really that, that word means to submit there means to adapt and adore. And so when you adapt to your husband you're serving the Lord. Your, your submission is an attitude. Uh, adapt and support so the, so the word won't be brought into reproach, Titus 2.5 says. In fact, let me, just turn, let me just turn over to Titus chapter 2 and, and read that. Titus 2 and verse 5, it's, it says, um, talks about the wives, be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. And so, you're, you're adorning the Word of God. You're manifesting the Word of God when you're loving and respecting your husband. And then willingly fulfill him in the physical relationship. Minister passion and communicate your desire for your husband in your sexual intimacy with him. There's nothing more attractive to a man than a woman, his wife, that wants to be with him and meet his needs. The physical relationship, when ministered, in this fashion, 
will open the husband up in other areas of intimacy. You want intimacy. Uh, wives, you want your husband to connect with you. And you know what it's like when you're, he's there communicating and are not communicating to you and how that makes you feel. That's exactly the way he feels when you're with him in the physical relationship in an obligatory way. That, that, that doesn't open him up. But be willing and, and, and minister to him and use uh, sex as a gift uh, to, to bless him and minister to him. And then finally, support and encouragement. You know, be your husband, husband's number one fan. Make your husband your best friend and don't make him compete for your loyalty and allegiance. Listen, Jesus told us, <laughs> he warned us. He said, look, guys, the reason why you're asking me for permission for you to trade in your wives on new models and, and, and file for divorce is because you've allowed hardness of heart to be set up in your heart. It's on you. Uh, you know, we can open our hearts back up. We can let God heal our hearts. We can tear down those walls. You can do that as you follow the Word of God. Thanks so much for being with us for another broadcast today of Wisdom for Living. Today's teaching, Building a Successful Marriage, is available in a five-part CD or DVD album or on a USB flash drive containing both audio and video. Also, today when you order Building a Successful Marriage in either CD, DVD, or USB, Pastor Greg will give you a free copy of his teaching, Healing for the Brokenhearted. In this two-part audio series, Pastor Greg shares how the Lord helped him receive healing from a broken heart. If you have ever experienced loss, betrayal, or false accusation by someone close to you, then you need to get Healing for the Brokenhearted today. What God has done for Pastor Greg, He will also do for you. Go to gregmore.com and get your free copy of Healing for the Brokenhearted when you order Building a Successful Marriage today. Hey, I want to encourage you today to check out our website, uh, gregmore.com, M-O-H-R.com. And on my website, you're going to find, I've got a load of things on there, a load of uh, list of funnies on there, uh, wisdom quotes there, a lot of product there. Uh, and, and then you, you can just check us out, communicate with us, and let me know uh, how we can connect with you and minister to you and pray for you. So check that out, gregmore.com. On our website, you'll find Greg's latest book release, free teachings, as well as many other resources. You'll be able to access his blogs, quotes of wisdom, and funnies of the week. While there, please connect with us and let us know how you or a loved one has been blessed by this ministry. We'd love to hear from you. If you've been blessed by today's teaching, we would like you to consider partnering with Greg Moore Ministries. Your partnership will help expand this broadcast around the world to give people the opportunity to grow in wisdom, Christ-likeness, and grace. Go to gregmore.com and become a partner today. Remember, you can order resources or partner with our ministry at gregmore.com or by writing to us at P.O. Box 7702, Woodland Park, Colorado, 80863. We look forward to hearing from you today. Join us 
again tomorrow for more Wisdom for Living. You know, Genesis 1.31 said God created everything and He said it was very good. And He even created man and He said it's very good. And He even created the physical relationship and He said it's very good. So sex is was created by God and it was a gift that we're to use to minister to one person, our mate, in marriage. That's tomorrow on Wisdom for Living.